Twin Flames is a podcast created by best friends and Twin Flames, Chloe and Hillary, about personal development, shifting the perspective, and getting in touch with the best version of yourself. Chloe is a practicing eclectic witch, entrepreneur, and clairvoyant. Hillary is a mindfulness expert, happiness educator, and practicing therapist trainee. We combine our strengths and knowledge to bring you the best of what we've found has been helpful to us on our respective journeys. So Hillary, tell me how you're feeling. Oh my gosh, I have all the feels right now, Chloe. All the feels. Um, Been a long, long week. Lots of work, um, both for school and for work, work. (laughs) And, you know, the normal life things that we all have to deal with. But being a little sick on top of that was just, you know, kind of knocks you down. Oh, yeah. How are you? Um, so I leave for a trip overseas in like less than a week now. And I, at the start of, or like middle of last week, I did all the math on like what videos I had to produce for my YouTube channel. And granted, I put all this stuff on myself, but like Mm. for my channel, when I make a commitment, I make a commitment. And like, I am not somebody who is willing to just drop that. (laughs) So... I did the math and I was, I realized that I had like 43 videos to produce in a matter of a week and a half. And I'm used to producing maybe like five videos a week. And so you could imagine. (laughs) Um, So far I've gotten 23 videos done in a matter of like five days. And I still have 20 more to go before I can leave. And I am so busy and so tired. (laughs) I have been working pretty well nonstop. Today I got up at five o'clock in the morning Mm -hmm. so that I could have time to work before we filmed this podcast. Mm -hmm. I I feel your pain. I've been getting up between um, five and six this whole week. Um, I think the past week too. And it's for me, you know, you're, you're getting all these videos ready because you're going somewhere. I'm in a similar position. I'm getting a bunch of stuff ready because I go to school this next weekend. Oh. So it sounds like we're kind of both in this place where there's just so much to do. And we've been, I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it sounds like we've been working ourselves to the bone. Dude, I've been working day. myself physically and mentally like to death. Like yeah. when I go to bed, I am exhausted physically and mentally. I feel that, you know, it's funny. Um, I didn't realize how quickly you could fall asleep when you're that exhausted. <laughs> Seriously, I have like no problem sleeping right now. Yeah. <laughs> of course, dreams are a different issue, but. Hey girl, that's why you get that rose quartz and put it next to your bed. Ah, that's it. That's it. And black done... tourmaline. Big fan of black tourmaline. I was going to say, I did have um, one night I put some black obsidian next oh, to my bed that was I feel like that was helpful, helpful. Yeah. dude i slept next to some selenite like a week ago and i had the craziest dreams like that could definitely be another podcast topic in and of itself dream interpretation <laughs> oh my God, but i yes. had the craziest dream and we should put that on our list because yes. i don't think dream interpretation is on our list <laughs> yes and also 
Well, and we can talk more about this, but dreams in themselves are so cool because it's like your unconscious trying to speak to you. And sometimes like allowing the interpretation to be dynamic and fluid and who knows what it really means can give you even more insight. But we we could have a whole podcast about that. (laughs) I totally agree. Because I feel like today, given where we're at, and I know we talked about this a bit, is just like... We actually, we had a different topic planned for today. Yeah, we did. We just got on this call and we're like, you know what? We're not feeling it. <laughs> and I feel like when the, when the energy is not there for the topic, like you guys do not want to hear that type of episode. Like, exactly. it's going to be monotone, no fun at all. And yeah. on top of that, like. I do feel like a lot of our topics require some research, at least from like one of us, because usually like Mm -hmm. one of us will pick the topic. And then if one of us doesn't know enough about it, the other person will have to research a little bit. And Mm -hmm. I just think we have been so damn busy. Nobody had the time. (laughs) Oh, God, no. Not at all. (laughs) Not at all. So given that, today's all about self-care. Yes, which is something I feel like both you and I really need right now. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And sometimes, um, I mean, we know about self-care, you know, but when you're in it, when you're in these moments, like these past weeks for us, I know for me, being so busy actually made it easier for me to let go of self-care, even though that's when I needed it most. Totally. I mean, I'm a firm believer in practicing yoga on a daily basis, not even just because like to me, I do it kind of in a meditative way. Like some people do stuff with videos, which like if that's your thing, go for it. I do yoga in a way where I just listen to my body. I get really quiet and I listen to my body and I say, hey, what do you need today? Where do you hurt? Where do you like need to be stretched out? And I will focus on those areas and just- I like to consider it more like intuitive yoga and I can honestly tell you I am more fatigued and sore than I have probably been in the last like month and a half Mm -hmm. because I just haven't been doing any kind of stretching and I wake up in the morning and like I don't even know how to explain it but like I need to like roll my ankles in the morning because I'm so like tense that even my ankles are tense like yeah it's nuts. And also, like, so we know that stress can manifest in the body. Like, that, that's, in my mind, kind of like a proven fact at this point. Oh, I agree with that. Like, well, because stress, so I'm going to get, like, slightly educational for a moment, (laughs) as I tend to do. So stress is, like, this thing that it's a physical reaction that's meant to keep us safe. Now, we think of stress as being a psychological thing, and it does have a psychological component for sure, but stress is actually the fight-or-flight response. You know, it's like if you're going through a forest and you see a bear, your body's going to get ready to run or to fight or to do something to protect you. It's a survival mechanism. So your breathing rate will will increase, Um, stress hormones like adrenaline and cortisol are released, your heart rate will increase, all of these things happen to get you ready to run from that bear. But if you're, I mean, like, that's great. If you're in a forest (laughs) and there's a bear, right? (laughs) Totally. But, and this example is from Nadine Burke Harris, great TED talk um, by her, but that's beside the point. So, If you're in a forest and there's a bear, 
fight or flight and the stress response is awesome. It'll keep you safe. It'll keep you alive. But in our world, we're very, very rarely in a forest. We're very rarely encountering a bear, but we do have things that put us into these stress responses on the daily. Absolutely. It just gets exhausting, not just mentally and emotionally, but physically as well, because your body is going into this stress reaction so much. Like, it is taxing. No, it really is, though. Like, it's like you could, when I said earlier, like, I'm physically, I'm mentally and physically exhausted, even though I'm not doing anything that is like physically taxing. Mm -hmm. I've stressed myself out to a point so much that I am fatigued. My body hurts. And so I totally, yeah, there that I totally believe. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I also had a similar thing. I woke up this morning. I was like, my back is killing me. Now I haven't done anything, but (laughs) it's a manifestation of what's going on. Totally. Dude, even as we're sitting here right now, like, the middle of my back is like, ow. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I mean, it. have you ever had those moments where you feel like, and I do think that the body talks to us, but have you ever had those moments where you're like, okay, body, I get it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You I know, it. I feel like as intuitive as a person as I am, I don't think I listen to my body as much as I should. I am that person that like when I'm sick, like just like a cold, what have you, I will still persevere. I will still be like, well, still got to work. The only time you will ever catch me like, nope, not working. If is like, A, I've taken a self-care day or B, like if I lose my voice because I physically cannot work if I don't have a voice because my voice is or my work is very audio based. Oh, totally. So, like, I sometimes think that that is, like, when I do get that type of sick, which is the only type of of sickness I ever really come across, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's my body's response of being like, hey, you need to relax. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I think everyone's body talks to them differently. And it's really, you know what, Chloe, you are so right. Like, (laughs) so... Our first episode was about the mind-body connection, right? Yes. And we talked all about listening to your body and how your body gives you clues and how, like, we're not just floating heads walking around and all of this stuff. And, you know, I think we just got to acknowledge our humanness for a moment and the fact that when the shit hits the fan, it's fucking hard to do that. True. really tough. And sometimes, I know for me, self-care just fell right off this week. And that made it worse. But there was nothing else I could do. True. And uh, I agree. And, like, with even with my stuff, like, I feel like, just like you, everything is so time-sensitive right now. Mm -hmm. Because we're trying to power through and get all this stuff done so we can go and do whatever we're supposed to go and do. Mm -hmm. That, like... I feel like it's easy to make excuses for like, nope, I can't do self-care because this, this, and this. But the fact of the matter is, hard pill to swallow. (laughs) Um, Hard pill to swallow is that like, I bet both of us at one point or another throughout our day have like watched an episode of a show. Or taken time to do something else. Which like, I'm not trying to say that those things can't be self-care worthy. But like, there is time 
we're just not making it. Yes. And that's totally right. It's, I completely agree. There were times when I could have gotten up, I could have done yoga, I could have meditated, I could have done, you know, a number of things, gone on a walk, but I didn't. And I think this is like, so I think everyone deals with this, right? Um, I feel like there's this point where no matter how much you know, no matter how great you are at taking care of yourself, it gets to be at a level where it's like, I can't right now. And the fact is, Chloe, you're completely right. You can. You do have the time, even if (sighs) this is where it gets challenging. I have told people, and I learned this in one of my classes, to do. And actually, this is a great exercise. Maybe you and I should do that. So (laughs) let me explain. So you take 60 seconds. That's all it takes. 60 seconds. And you time yourself and you give yourself 60 seconds to write down as many self-care things that you could do in five minutes, as many self-care things you could do in 10 minutes. And you can like whatever your schedule looks like. So if you're a person that has two days off a week, You take 60 seconds and make a list of things that you could do for self-care in two days. If you're a person that legit only has five minutes to yourself, then you take 60 seconds and you make a list of things you can do that are self-care for you that you can do in five minutes because that's all it takes. I agree with that. But like, no, sorry, you finish. Oh, no, you go for Um, it. I was going to say that sometimes with like, you don't realize how many things you actually can do. Like so many of us, I think, also don't put that label on a lot of things that we do for ourselves. Like you almost need to like dial your brain back and be like, wait, I am doing this for myself. Mm -hmm. Whatever it might be. Like sometimes self-care looks like getting some Ben and Jerry's and watching a TV show. Sometimes it looks like going out of your way to get a manicure. Sometimes it looks like just having five minutes to drink your coffee in peace and quiet in the morning. (laughs) And I think sometimes we want to put these huge things on self-care like, oh, I'm not doing self-care if I'm not doing like a 45 minute yoga routine every single day. And that's just not the truth. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And also I think sometimes there's this thing about like self-care is selfish and that is Mm. so not true and I feel like and I know that I've struggled with having that hang up of like if I take time for myself well that's time that someone else or something else doesn't get and that's selfish and that's not true you know self-care actually um there's this thing that keeps coming back to me and I forget where I first heard this but it's you can't pour from an empty cup Oh, I say this all the time. <laughs> right? And it's so true because if you're a person, like, one of the things that gives me great joy in life, as Chloe, you know very well, is to be of help, to be of assistance, to be there yes. for others, to do something meaningful in my mind. Yes. And that's great. But if I'm not taking care of myself, then there's no way that I can do that for others. Oh, my you God, Hillary. an empty cup. Are you a sun sign sixth house, too? I bet you are. I don't know, but probably. <laughs> like, if you are, I probably am. <laughs> I think we've talked about this before, maybe. Side note that Hillary and I, because we're twin flames, like, I think we talked about it in our very first episode. I think so. Our natal charts are, like, almost carbon copies of each other's. It's so cool. And... Um, sixth house is all about like health and service to others and my sun and moon both fall into the sixth house so like I am all about being a service to other people (laughs) oh my god that makes so much sense to me (laughs) especially in like the health industry like 
you know, Hillary, we get together and just like talk to talk. I feel like you and I, we like predominantly talk about like mental and physical health. Oh my gosh, constantly. (laughs) And we will continue to do so probably for the rest of our lives. (laughs) But I do think there's also this, um, when you were talking earlier, I was thinking, wow, how much we sacrifice. Um, And like, okay, so I guess what I was thinking when you were talking earlier is we sacrifice a lot to get what we want. And totally sacrificing can be really good. Now, obviously we're not being literal. Don't sacrifice animals. They're living beings. Yeah, please. (laughs) No, no. But the metaphorical sacrifice of like, okay, well, in order to get to this point, I will sacrifice this, this, and this. And I think a big problem I know that I face and that I get the sense that a lot of us face is that when we're thinking of things to sacrifice, often the first thing on that list is ourselves and totally. our, time, our self-care. And that's just not sustainable. Well, what's sad, too, is like a lot of that does come from conditioning because mm-hmm. people around us have also done this. And granted, that's not necessarily their fault or our fault. Like we are all just people being raised by people that like did this. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. at least most of the time, obviously not everyone is like this, but I feel like a lot of times with self-care, it's just something that maybe even subconsciously you've picked up that it's okay to sacrifice your time. Yeah. And also something else that I would like to note is you really know when you start to put yourself first and it's a little bit scary, <laughs> you really understand who your real friends are. Oh my gosh, yes. Because some people will not respect that about you. Mm -hmm. Some people will take it so personally Mm -hmm. and get so upset that you can't go and do blank or whatever it is because your well is fucking empty and you need to replenish it. I got to tell you, I have a very small, tight circle of friends and it's because every single one of them I know I could tell them no matter what we have planned on any given day. If my well is empty, I can say those words to Hillary. I can say Mm -hmm. those words to my other friends. Be like, hey, my well has run dry. Mm -hmm. I need to take this time out for me. And they will completely understand. Yeah. And, you know, I think there's also a level of honor and respect in that. Totally. Like, what you're saying is so right on. I... I actually at one point, and Chloe, you know this, you were there. I had some a period of time where I thought, you know what? The relationships that I was having, the friendships that I was having, they were draining me so much and I didn't feel like I was being nourished or replenished by them. It felt like a lot of, you know, pouring from that cup and never refilling it. And that became unsustainable. I had to actually start um, kind of weaning off some different friendships and relationships. Same. Just for my own sanity. And it has nothing to do with them. I don't ever want to seem like those people did something wrong. It's not that. They had their own needs that they needed to have those needs met. But I had needs that needed to be met as well. And it didn't feel like a two-way street to me. So something had to change. And, Dude, um, I wonder if we went through this at the same time, because I bet you we did. Probably. <laughs> Hillary and I are always on the same frequency all the time. It's We've so talked true. about this, too. Yeah. So I bet you we went through this at the same time, because this has been, like, more recent in my life, too. I've yeah. had to 
let go of people like and they're not bad people like Hillary no. said they're not bad people the needs that you just have are different and I think in modern society we throw around the word toxic like it is everyone but in reality I don't think very many people are toxic I think it's just that the needs that we have don't match up with each other and so many of us are willing to sacrifice ourselves to meet the needs of these other people and then it's like oh no they're toxic and I need to get away from them when in reality you just need to take better care of yourself and maybe come to the conclusion that those people and it's just like not healthy exactly exactly and maybe in the future it would be a more healthy relationship but at the time it isn't or it wasn't and I think it's okay to recognize that and personally Chloe I gotta tell you I have never I was thinking about this the other day I was driving and I was like you know what I started thinking wow I'm really struggling this is really hard it's been a tough week and then I thought but you know what I have such an awesome support system like and I like you I have a very small circle of close friends um and I started going through wow this person is there to support me. This person is there to support me. These people actually, like, they listen when I need to talk about something. They're there, you know. It's a two-way street. It feels very connecting, very nourishing. And it is, it's very different for me to have that sense. But it's something that is so profoundly, um, I don't know, just, it, it fills me up to know totally. that, like, it's okay. It's okay. Like if I say, you know what? I know we had this planned and I know I've had to reschedule before, but I'm really sorry. I can't do it today. And the response is, no problem. Are you okay? Like what's up? Right. And I feel like the people that like really truly do love you unconditionally, like not necessarily you, Hillary, only like you guys that are listening to the people that really do truly love you unconditionally and support you no matter what, they will always understand. Mm-hmm. Like, gosh, I think I we even do that to ourselves back on like putting ourselves last and everybody else first. Mm-hmm. We'll get into our own heads and be like, oh, this person's going to be so upset with me because I've already rescheduled twice and it's going to be such like people are going to think my integrity isn't there. And like you think everyone's going to judge you so harshly. And it takes at least for me, I don't know about you, Hillary, but it takes me like so much courage to like even tell someone for the first time, let alone the second and third, like, oh, I really can't do this today. Yeah. And you think that this person's going to, and honestly, if the person blows up on you, like, just walk away. That's like, more about them, truly. <laughs> like way more about them than it will ever say about you. Mm-hmm. And you're so right. Because there is that anxiety. There is that worry, that concern. Um, and I think, so some of these things are um, like a collective thing, a societal thing. Um, some of them are an individual thing or a familial thing or a cultural thing. Totally. And so everyone's experience with this stuff is going to be different, right? But at the same time, there is this, I think everyone can connect to this topic, I guess is what I'm saying. Just because needing to take care of yourself is such, I want to say a human thing, but let's be real. It's like a living being thing. Like Totally. Totally. <laughs> I mean, that's why animals do it too. I have something so cool to share with you, Hillary, and I'm going to share it with everybody because 
you just made me think of it by saying it's like a living being thing. So I'm reading this book right now, which we'll probably have to talk about eventually. We need to add this to the list too. But I'm reading this book called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. And she explains the creative process as being outside of us. Creative ideas are something that exist on their own and they're just constantly looking for a host. And when they find that host they will attach to you. And that's when you get those huge waves of inspiration and you're really fired up to do this thing. And the second you lose motivation and you lose interest, that idea will go and find another host. That's why you have like crazy phenomenons where like you had this idea for a book and then you see somebody else across the world that you don't even know write this same storyline or something very similar. And you're like, ah, I was going to write that book, but good for them. Like, (laughs) and it's just such an interesting thing to like, it's outside of us. Yeah, totally. And honestly, like, so this is another one of our topics because what you're saying is so in line with what we call the collective unconscious in depth psychology. Oh, I love depth psychology. It's like oh, my favorite topic. I'm telling you, you got like a little depth psychologist just living inside you. I know it. <laughs> but the collective unconscious, and we'll, we'll definitely talk more about this. I think these two topics can be combined in an awesome podcast. Um, the collective unconscious is basically like there's things that we all kind of feel, know, or experience, and we're not aware of them consciously, but they're always happening. Um, and so it's definitely hard to explain, which is why we'll need a longer <laughs> podcast just for that. But things are in the collective unconscious. That's why um, I told you before we started this that when I was on Facebook, I'm not anymore, but when I was, I would sometimes post something that I knew I needed to hear that day. And it wasn't how I was feeling. It was something that legitimately contradicted how I was feeling in a positive way. I needed to hear it. And nine times out of 10, when I would post those things, I would get multiple responses from people. Oh my gosh, how did you know? Like I'm going through the same thing. I really needed to hear that today because there's some like undercurrent that's always going in our world, in our societies and we're all connected to it. We just don't recognize that we are. Totally. I mean, one way of looking at it, obviously this doesn't have to be everybody's truth, but One way, and I think we were just talking about this, one way of looking at it is planets. We always talk about cosmically how like, oh, this planet's going retrograde and like the whole solar system is just like constantly fucking with us, basically. (laughs) Right now, I think by the time you guys hear this podcast episode, we'll already be out of Venus retrograde, but Venus is in retrograde. And Hillary was just telling me some stuff going on in her life that like kind of corresponded. And I was like, well, let me tell you about this Venus retrograde (laughs) and how like during Venus retrograde, so many people are of the mind that it's like oh no all my relationships are gonna be messed up but like no that's really more mercury retrograde first of all (laughs) second of all uh venus retrograde is way more about like internalizing and going inward to discover self-love and like going through a major healing process of the self and like i said i think that's one way of looking at it do i think it's the only way no um but you know that's one way of looking at 
us all collectively experiencing this thing. Yeah. And also, like, how appropriate is that for our self-care topic? Like, <laughs> totally, just like right in line with what we're talking about. So I do, I feel like it would be helpful if we just give some ideas of what self-care is. And I just want to say first and foremost, self-care can be anything that makes you feel like it fills you up. It makes you feel good, not numb. You know, I think we have to make this distinction. (laughs) Like sometimes there's numbing that we think feels good, but it's really just a lack of feeling bad. True. And self-care is different. Self-care isn't the numbing. Self-care is the stuff that uplifts you. It's the stuff that makes you feel calmer. It makes you feel better. Um, And it can come in so many forms. Well, um, my self-care personally, I'll share with you what I do. My self-care personally, obviously I've mentioned yoga. Obviously I've mentioned meditation. Um, I would very much consider all of my like ritualized magic practice to be self-care, which if you want to know more about that, my links are always down below. I do videos on this stuff all the time. And they're amazing. Um, Oh, thank you. (laughs) Um, Anytime I do like something ritually, I work a lot with like lunar cycles. So the new moon for me, technically not when you guys are hearing this, but for me, the new moon is tomorrow and I know I'm going to get some major self-care done because I carve out the time for it. And, um, Painting is a huge one. Mm. Just, um, and I actually would say my like something that I do daily, even over like yoga and meditation sometimes, is I do always try to read something that is either like it's more usually I would say in the health self help genre. I try to start my day every single day reading one to two chapters of something really uplifting and inspiring because I feel like it just kind of sets the tone for the whole day. And I do feel like that's very self-care worthy, you know, being quiet and enjoying a cup of coffee, if you will, or tea, whatever, and reading something that makes you feel good about just being you. I recommend self-help books because they're more about just being you and being comfortable in being you. Yeah, totally. I love all of that. And, you know, a lot of my self-care is um, similar to yours, Chloe, and that's just because we're we're very similar. Um, <laughs> oh, also, so, I forgot baths. Baths are a big one. Oh, my gosh. Baths are amazing. <laughs> so, I don't take near enough baths. <laughs> who does, right? <laughs> is there such a thing as enough baths? <laughs> no. I could literally take a bath, like, every night, and it still wouldn't be enough. <laughs> Agreed. So my self-care is really similar. Um, I also do – or – when I can get myself to do it, it is, it's a consistent struggle to be like, no, self-care is important. It is not selfish. I'm not going to sacrifice myself. Let's do this. Um, but definitely like yoga, meditation. Um, I find even just like sage, just like lighting sage for some reason for me is very calming. Um, Essential oils, also diffusing those is very calming. That's more about creating an environment that makes me feel like I can do self-care. I forgot about saging. You're totally right. (laughs) Well, and I think that's also something important. And I'm totally sidetracking myself. (laughs) And like easy. Like that's one of those like five minutes or less things, which is great. And I feel like when you set up an environment for self-care, it's more likely that you'll do it. You know? Oh, totally holy crap yes and so like i also i love to paint and draw um 
writing can be a great way to do self-care, but I have to be in the mindset of like, I want to write. Um, and I think that's important with any self-care thing is that you're not dreading it. No, if you know. my opinion on self-care has always been, if it feels like a chore, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I mean, there's sometimes where we got to get ourselves over a little hump of like, ugh, I'm just feeling lazy and blah, blah, blah. That's different than like, you know what, that doesn't sound enjoyable at all. Yeah, I agree. Um, But I also want to recognize that, so Chloe, you and I are very much, we're very similar and we're both very creative. Um, So yes. a lot of our self-care does tend to revolve and we're also you know in the whole mindfulness realm so our (laughs) self-care tends to revolve around things like yoga meditation um going in nature is massive oh my gosh same putting your feet on the ground wow nature's been that way for me my whole life Mm -hmm. like my literally i can't think of a time in my whole life where i wasn't like outside and didn't feel like super filled up ever Yes, and there actually is some research on that. We can talk more about nature in another one too because there's like there's some great research about why nature is so beneficial and we can just feel it, you know. Oh, you don't totally. necessarily need the research to tell you this. Like go outside, put your feet on the ground, stand by a tree and you will feel the difference. It's true though. It really is. Right? But for some people, so like our self-care it sounds pretty um I don't want to say typical, but it sounds like the things that most people say to do for self-care and they're really, really great things and they do fill us up and therefore it is self-care. It is beneficial. And I stand by that at the same time, there might be people listening who are like, dude, all that sounds terrible. And so I want to open it up to like self-care is what fills you up. So it might be going on a run. It might be something that like my self care is not athletic. Other people's is. Um, totally. It can be really anything. It can be things that I can't even think of right now because that's just <laughs> not where my mind is at. But if it feels good, like gardening, actually, I like gardening too. But <laughs> but it does kind of become a chore for me because it's something that has to get done. And I think that's important too. Is that if you're feeling like, ugh, it's on my list, so I just have to do it then it's no longer self-care i don't care what it is true um i feel that way about cooking Mm -hmm. a lot of people hate cooking and it is not their passion and they don't want to do it Mm -hmm. but for me like that's the fastest way to get me out of bed in the morning is like oh i have this really epic breakfast that i've planned like that gets me excited and like to me that's self-care but so many people like hate cooking and don't ever want to do it and totally live their lives on like takeout and frozen meals which Mm -hmm. like if that's you do you do you but right like yeah totally and i mean it's really funny because i i always had this idea of like self-care is this and this and this and then you know i've met more people i've talked to others um and i've told people you know when we're talking about self-care, when we're talking about self-expression, when we're talking about these things, let's not put it in a box. Even when we're talking about creativity, like why would you constrain yourself to, oh, these things are self-care, so I have to do one of those? No. Totally. Like if self-care for you is going and vegging out at the movie theater and getting yourself a big old pile of nachos and popcorn, go for it. 
If self-care for you is going to a rave, personally, that sounds terrible to me because of Same. my personality. But if that's your thing and it really helps you, go do go it. Go to a rave. Like, yeah. Totally. <laughs> you know, be safe, though. Oh, yes. Whatever you do, always be safe. <laughs> like, we're not suggesting that self-care is, like, going and murdering people because, I mean, obviously, no. if you want to go murder people, like, Maybe go talk to someone. No, definitely go talk to someone. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't go do that for self care. It's a bad idea. Don't don't you dare tell people when you get in trouble. Oh well, Chloe and Hillary said that it could be self care because <laughs> it's not. I guess we do have to put some <laughs> limits on it, right? <laughs> like um, I guess self care is anything that fills you up, makes you feel good, and importantly does not harm someone or something else. Don't be abusing yes. animals. Don't murder people. No. Like, don't do well, those things. And not, I do want to make this differentiation, though. Like, when we say not hurting people, if, like, somebody that you know is like, oh, well, that's dumb, and now you don't have time for me, and you think, like, that's, like, hurting that person, that's mm. not what we're talking about. Exactly. Like, go ahead and hurt those people. They've got issues. Like, yeah, Because really, <laughs> like we said before, that kind of stuff is more about them and what they feel like they need that they want to get from you. And totally. sometimes you might not be able to give that, and that's okay. You know, that's that's not the kind of hurt. Just, like, don't murder totally. people. Please don't. And something I wanted to add to, like what you know what we say a self-care maybe isn't for you i feel like in this day and age we are so influenced by social media we mm. see all of these bloggers and instagrammers and you know even youtube videos where people are like living this like beautiful pristine life or that's what they like put out there they're doing these yoga routines they're drinking their green smoothies and you think that that is your idea of success and self-care when they're only showing you a snippet of their life they might actually hate some of that stuff that they're doing like don't let that deceive you and make you feel like those are the things that you have to do in order to practice self-care absolutely and i think that's such a good point one of the reasons that i got off of facebook and most if not all social media um is because i kept looking at things and there was this constant perception that it was one of two things it was either that people are living this amazing perfect life and everything's wonderful and you know what kind of anxiety that produced for me my <sighs> god you know because that's unattainable totally um, or it was the opposite and everything was terrible and there was no hope. And like, either way, I started feeling bad about myself and where I was at. And so for me, it was actually self-care to get off of Facebook, to get away from those messages. Totally. For some people, it might be self-care to get on Facebook to connect with others. But keeping or... in mind that what you're seeing is a curated version yes. of a life. Yes. I mean... I can even honestly tell you I'm guilty of this, like putting myself out there in a curated way. Like if you look at my Instagram feed, completely curated, mm -hmm. like don't get me wrong. Me and my husband love each other to death. And They're like so a cute. lot of the stuff that I talk about is very true. But sometimes the picture that is with the topic, like Andrew and I could have been arguing 20 minutes beforehand and fighting about this image. <laughs> like don't like, don't kid yourself. We're not like, yeah. Or I might have taken like a hundred shots to get this one picture so I could put it on my feed to look a certain way. Mm -hmm. Granted, I agree with 
Hillary in the sense that like that is a form of self-care for me because I love photography and it makes me really happy to put that stuff out there. But don't yeah. think that it's all like pe- like people are literally just showing you snippets of their life. Exactly. And recognizing. OK, so I think um, I would love and I know we keep talking about things that we'll do in other podcasts, <laughs> but I think perfectionism is one that would be really oh good to gosh. talk about because yes. this is where this stuff comes up. It's this sense of I have to be perfect and perfect people will do X, Y, and Z and perfect people don't feel A, B, and C. And, you know, all of these things, all of these assumptions, you know, newsflash, and this may come as a surprise to some, but no one is perfect and no one can be perfect. And think about this. How fucking weird and disorienting would it be if you met someone who is legitimately perfect? How would you that's feel? That's a sociopath, man. Right? Like, they literally don't feel. And that's like, oh my gosh. Side story, short side story, Hillary. You need to watch the Shane Dawson series on Jake Paul. I know you probably don't know who Jake Paul is. But, like, you're either going to be horrified or intrigued because the whole, like, first three episodes is, like, about, like, sociopaths. And, like, mm, wow. I, every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, my gosh, me and Hillary should watch this together. Like, <laughs> Absolutely. You know, Chloe, I meant to send this quote to you, like, a week ago, and I didn't. But since we're talking about self-care and perfection and this perception thing, I'll just share it with you and all of our listeners. Um, so... I got this quote um, from a Joseph Campbell book that I was reading, uh, but I believe it comes from somewhere else. I think it's, um, yes, it's a Buddhist aphorism. So it says, this world, just as it is with all its horror, all its darkness, all its brutality, is the golden lotus world of perfection. And then Joseph Campbell adds, if you don't see it as such, that's not the world's fault. You can't improve what is perfect. You can only see it and so come to realize your own perfection. So when we're talking about perfection, really... I've got goosebumps. Because what you're saying is, so this was powerful to me. Perfection is actually being imperfect because nothing is perfect. And so if nothing in the world is perfect, then in it not being perfect, it is perfect. Totally. Which sounds kind of contradictory. But when we're talking about self-care, if you're expecting yourself, I mean... Chloe and I are doing this podcast because we feel like we got to a point in our lives where we thought, you know what? We're doing really well. We want to share some things we learned. And now we're just sharing with you all that we're human too. This past week, we kind of fell down a little bit. Yeah. Both of us are just like, oh. Right? So there is no perfect. And there's this other, I'm full of quotes constantly. This other quote is like, um, it's, by Mary Pickford, and it says, this thing we call failure is not the falling down, but the staying down. So it's okay if you flounder. It's okay that you're not perfect. It's okay if you say, you know what? I fucked up on self-care this week. Like, that's part of being human. It's if you stay there. Exactly. We got to get back up. Totally. I agree. 100%. And like, also, with self-care... I'm sure we said this already, but for some reason, I feel the need to reiterate, please pick something that you love. Please pick something that you love. Like, just don't force yourself to do things that really genuinely don't make you happy. Yeah, totally. Because then it's not self-care. It's attempting to be someone you're not. 
Yes. And that that can lead you down a really hard road. I agree. But and, oh, no, go ahead. No, I've I've got nothing. I was just going to say <laughs> um I think we're about ready to wrap here because we've been talking for seven centuries, <laughs> as we always do. But yeah. I was just going to say in closing, you know, I think that, you know, I personally want to encourage you guys, even if it's two minutes, maybe you don't even have five minutes today, mm-hmm. two minutes, do something that mm-hmm. makes you really happy, something that fills you up, whether that's talking to someone else, mm-hmm. having a, a latte somewhere, mm-hmm. reading Two pages of a book because that's all you have time for. You know, pick pick something. Do something good for yourself today. And tell us about it in the comment section because yeah. we always want to continue the conversation down below. And if you have something you feel like you really need to say or want to add to this message that we have today, we always have our email open to you guys. Mm-hmm. So please be sure to check everything out. We'd love to keep talking to you. Absolutely. And I just want to quickly add on to that, you know, when you're picking something that you really want to do, take a moment and really just like feel yourself enjoying it. Even if it's only 30 seconds that you can afford, that's totally fine. Just like breathe that in really like luxuriate in it because totally you're giving yourself a gift and keep in mind who you are, what you like and your personality. If you're an introvert like me, you might not want to go and like hang out with people to fill you up. That might drain you. Totally. So just keep in mind what you want, what you like, what you need. And, and don't be ashamed of it. And don't let anybody tell you not to do it. Yes. Do you? (laughs) Absolutely. Even if people don't like it in the moment, if it's what you need, do it. I mean, gosh, I couldn't even I couldn't even count on two hands how many times people give me weird looks or give me shit for like practicing witchcraft. Mm-hmm. That's kind of me <laughs> with my deep breathing. You know, sometimes people look at you like, what the hell is wrong with you? It's I'm like, like, dude, it makes me feel good. Get out. Right. <laughs> exactly. And just taking that approach, that fierce love for yourself. Yeah. yeah agreed. Oh, I love that fierce love. That's a good one. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to talk more about self-care in other episodes. It's such a critical thing. Um, I'm sure it's going to come up many, many times. And I'm, oh, sure, I'm sure that there's things that we've forgotten to say that we will say later. But Agreed. I agree. Chloe made such a good point. If you're listening to this, even if it's only two minutes, do something. Something. Anything that is self-care for you. Like today. I challenge you today. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I'm going to take this challenge upon myself, too. Yeah. Yeah, and write that list. Make a brainstorm list so when you do have the time, you can just look at your list and go, okay, I have two minutes. What can I do? Oh, yeah, good. Totally. I'll do that maybe, one. Maybe that will be your self-care exercise today is to just make the list. Yeah, but something. That's a good one. Yeah, do Put something. Put it into action. <laughs> and also, please, if you loved this or hated it, make sure you leave us a rating. We'd really appreciate it. It really helps the podcast out. It helps us reach more ears, which obviously, I mean, if you got something out of this, don't you want us to reach more ears? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so please give us a rating. Leave us a comment. You know, let us know how you're feeling. And, uh... We'll see you guys next time. Yeah, bye guys. Bye.